Hi listeners, this is Rob Woodland, Head of Research at 80,000 Hours and the usual host of the show. The last two weeks have been a rough time for a lot of people, and that certainly goes for me personally. Some of you will remember that in April this year, we released an interview with Sam Bankman-Fried, who was widely known as SBF, and was then the CEO of the cryptocurrency exchange FTX. When I spoke with him in February, SBF's stake in FTX and some other companies seemed to be worth billions of dollars, and he spoke at length about how he was in the process of setting up the FTX Future Fund in order to start giving that money away, much of it to address problems that we regularly talk about on this show. Uh, Nuclear war, pandemics, AI being deployed in harmful ways, uh, factory farming, and so on. The interview was very positive and upbeat, uh, focusing on SPF's stated hopes for how his money might make the world a better place. And it's pretty hard for me to listen to that interview now, uh, which is one reason I wanted to talk to you today. If you've been following the news, you'll know that about two weeks ago, SBF's company FTX declared bankruptcy. I won't go into detail here because plenty of information is still coming out and none of this is something I'm a particular expert on. But this bankruptcy is far from a normal case of a fast-moving tech startup facing problems and, and folding. The reason this is such a disaster and a disgrace is that if reporting in the Financial Times and the Wall Street Journal and other newspapers is accurate, Customer deposits held in FTX that were meant to be safely held for users to withdraw whenever they wanted uh, were not being safely held in that way at all. Rather, if newspaper reports are to be believed, those deposits were being used to make risky investments, investments which went poorly and left FTX owing billions of dollars more than it had. There's a lot we don't know about what happened and why, but regardless, even on the most charitable interpretation that I can currently imagine, What SBF and some of his colleagues apparently did, or allowed to happen inside FTX, is simply appalling. I primarily feel terrible for depositors, because as far as I know, they didn't stand to gain from this risky trading, but were unwillingly and unwittingly uh, exposed to the risk of losing their money. Hundreds of thousands, uh, maybe millions of depositors, trusted SBF's companies to hold over $10 billion on their behalf. And it now looks like they're going to get back far less than they're owed, and that might not happen for months or, or years into the future. Many just ordinary people who had their savings stored there, either as cryptocurrency or even simply as US dollars, uh, and may well struggle to, to pay their bills. This is outrageous. It was only natural for people to trust FTX this way, as major venture capital firms had invested hundreds of millions of dollars in the company, and it had been covered often glowingly by the financial press. And indeed, sadly, my interview with SBF and other coverage of his philanthropy will have helped to bolster his reputation and make him seem worthy of trust. To highlight the seriousness of the issues, I read in the Financial Times that the new CEO of FTX, who was brought in to manage the bankruptcy, uh, John Ray III, said that he had never seen, quote, such a complete failure of corporate controls and such a complete absence of trustworthy financial information, end quote. And he's one of the insolvency professionals who oversaw the liquidation of Enron, so I imagine he has seen some things in his time. Over the last two weeks, I've bounced between so many different feelings about this. Disbelief, confusion, betrayal, anger, a fair bit of depression. Prior to the sudden and complete collapse of FTX, 80,000 Hours had celebrated uh, SBF's apparent success and held him up as a positive example of someone successfully pursuing the strategy of earning to give, someone who was actually following through on their pledge to donate their fortune. 
We no longer feel that way, to say the very least. As a result of all this, there are also many charitable organisations that had been told they would receive grants from the Future Fund that are now having to scramble to organise alternative funding so that they can pay their staff, in at least one case I know of, to pay people for work that they've already done. The collapse of FTX is simply going to cause a tremendous amount of harm to customers, to employees, and to so many others who relied on SBF's integrity. We feel terrible for them. I know some listeners who are currently working to solve the problems that SBF most often talked about have been shaken up by all this, and and it can be natural to feel embarrassed uh, just by the mere association with someone who's done something wrong. But if you were, say, working to prevent a future pandemic or trying to improve our ability to foresee future disasters, your work is just as valuable now as it was three weeks ago. Nothing about that has changed. And you cannot be blamed for actions by other people which you could neither predict nor control. Even if it makes sense for you to try to learn something from this experience, you should also hold your head up high and carry on doing your best to help others just as you were before. All right. We here at 80,000 Hours will be thinking about what lessons we can take away from this disaster. We'll hopefully have more on that in future, but for now we're all still processing and reflecting. In the meantime, we should be back with a regular episode before too long. Uh, So until then, uh, stay safe. Thanks for listening and talk to you again soon.